Thank you for tuning in to the Realities Podcast. Realities Podcast is a blog-term podcast about the realities of life, what's trending, being a mom and a wife, family, career, and everything in between. I hope you enjoy this next episode, but please make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Realities, and that is R-A-I-A-L-I-T-I-E-S. Let us know what you think about this next episode. Enjoy. All right, welcome back to Reality. We are here. Say hi, G. Hi, G. <laughs> do that shit every time. <laughs> we are back for Women's History Month, and this week we are talking to the one and only Stephanie Hill about making some boss moves. Um, yes, indeed. And so I'm going to let Stephanie introduce herself, but Stephanie is a realtor for DMV, United States of America, all the 50 states. <laughs> Wait, what? She'll be, she'll be there in another couple months. She'll, be, she'll have a real estate license in all 50 states. No one's Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just go ahead and do all of that. We'll, we'll claim that. We're going to claim that. Exactly. <laughs> all 50 states. So introduce yourself, Steph. Hi, I'm Stephanie Hill. Um, you may know me from Instagram as Hill Sells DMV. I'm licensed in DC, Maryland, and Virginia, and I'm here to help my move up clients build generational wealth for their legacies. So, and I'm helping them to do that through real estate. So, I'm so excited to talk to Gina and Rayshawn today, and I look forward to today's conversation. And let's get started. Awesome. Yes. So, first question I have to start off is how long have you? been in real estate how, how long have you been a realtor yeah so I've been licensed for about four years now but before that um as, as you know Rayshawn and um, I'm not sure if Gina if you know but my dad is an agent and he's been an agent for like 15 20 years so even before I was licensed I used to always like look over his shoulder and kind of go with him when he was either meeting with clients or going on showing appointments so real estate has always been um, sort of ingrained in in our family lifestyle already, but then I became licensed about four years ago. Awesome. So aside from growing up and your dad being a realtor, what was your inspiration to say, okay, this is what I, this is what I wanted to do. This is what I want to do because you went to the Bowie State University. Yeah, sure. And you did not, I mean, when you go to, I guess, you don't go you don't go to real estate class i don't know what, it, what how does that work like do you get a business yeah right. you have, to have a business just, you just pick up the card and go i don't think right. so. <laughs> check here right. <laughs> pass go and then let's, let's go. <laughs> um you know it's it's interesting because i like many people i believe in multiple streams of income and mm -hmm. so Bowie State, I feel like prepared me for, uh, my degree is um, in communications. And then my master's from Trinity is also in communications. So hey, I, Trinity. Hey, whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm able to use both of those things in, in, for marketing and PR and leverage them for real estate. So I feel like it definitely does still apply. And then for my other stream of income, I manage social media for an agency. So I you know, can use that there. So I kind of am able to leverage both the communications background in the real estate avenue and then also in the other income streams too awesome that's amazing great so you're licensed in dc maryland and virginia are there any 
future states. I know I just said the whole United States. Right. Are there? Are you looking to get into getting licensed into any other states, or right now you're just going to stay within this? You're not really in a DMV because you go in the outskirts of Virginia, also. So, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. So, I feel like being in this area, many times people want to be in you know different different places. So they may say, okay, well, I would like to be in Prince George's County, or oh, I want to stay in DC, or oh, I want to stay in Montgomery County. But then um, I'm also a certified military relocation professional. And so I do have clients who are coming to the area who've never been here before. And that was the main reason why I wanted to, one of the main reasons why I wanted to become licensed in Virginia, because I know that that is definitely a heavy military area. And so that's why I do go out a little bit further to Fredericksburg and Stafford and some of those other areas. Not all of my clients are, um, who are military clients are, are looking in those areas but it does help so I go a little bit further out but Fredericksburg is sort of where I you're stop you're stopping for <laughs> so what does that mean though what is the certified military professional so so that basically means that I've gone through some additional training to understand a little bit more about um, the military life and what it means when a family is going to be moving here. Um, some of the needs that they may have, what they may be looking for in terms of a home, whether it be renting something, whether it be purchasing something, and just sort of the average time that they're staying here when they do their, their rotation or their assignment and sort of some of the considerations. So it's helpful to have someone who's familiar with that process and who understands how the loan process works so that it makes the transition a lot easier. So is so does that mean you have to get two different licenses? You have the regular real estate license and is that separate? So it, it's the same license, but I have a different certification. So um, the certification is just on top of the license. Okay. So it's additional training that I had to go to for that. Do you have other certifications also? That's the first one, but I am working on a luxury certification. I just have oh, to wait, what is that? So she can go and get those, the, so she can help you find... So she can help you find your gated community. I need my, I need my gated community. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> oh, okay. Gated her gated community. <laughs> so, right. I, I need, I, I need my pinky up. You know Every what? time I drink, look, I need my pinky look, up. Look, she need, she, she want those houses down Church Road going right, to exactly. uh, Leland. Where you gotta, you gotta let the gate open to even go down the driveway. I need, look, as the moment, that, if gate. I, if I didn't give you your, give your name to my security, to the security guard, you can't come in. It's just that you know simple. What? I got you, girl. I got you. So, okay. <laughs> so then your real estate license that you have currently is for a certain price range? So the way it works is that when you become licensed in a state, you are certified to sell any kind of home. But then just as like when you have a degree, you want to go back and get, you know, like a master's certification or some other kind of certification on top of it to give you some additional training. It's similar to that. So the luxury certification will essentially um, teach me a little bit more about what luxury buyers are looking for. Some of the latest trends, um, of loan products, all those kinds of things that would apply to people who are in a slightly higher price point than a traditional buyer so just uh, other ways that I can perfect my craft um I love it I love it so we're gonna see, we're gonna see Stephanie on um million what's, what's million the show dollar. on is it yeah. billion dollar home you need some brown faces so I, well, let me tell you that so that. <laughs> let's talk about Aside from Stephanie being a realtor, Stephanie also is an investor because she, you and Mr. Sorry, let me back that up. <laughs> you and Dr. Hill, let's make yes. sure we're clear on that. <laughs> Dr. and Mrs. Hill. Oh, 
like it. It's, it's, it's got a wonderful ring to it. I know. I love it. That's why I had to correct myself. It's no mister. I am a whole, yes. a whole doctor. Make sure you put doctor <laughs> on that. Like, some respect on his title out here. Right. Bowie. Yes. Also yes. Bowie Craig. Yes. <laughs> so you all had purchased a home that you invested in, fixed it up, and all, did a whole rehab and everything. Tell us about that. Yeah, that was um that was definitely an interesting process. So as I mentioned, <laughs> I am a hundred percent believer in having multiple streams of income because anything can happen, whether it's pandemic, whatever, and also just you know to build the wealth within our community, we need to rely on multiple ways to generate income, real estate being a primary one. And so in addition to selling real estate, we knew that we wanted to build a portfolio of properties as well. So we figured, okay, well, how can we sort of gain entry into the investment world in a way that wouldn't like kill us if something bad happened? Because, you know, we're all still learning, you know, as part of the process. So Stephen is from Baltimore originally. So when we were doing our research, we went to a lot of classes, did a lot of um, online research and stuff, and, and just trying to figure out where will our money stretch. And so ultimately, we decided to try Baltimore because we figured the price point was, a, was at a reasonable amount that if something didn't go well or, or when we had those learning curves we wouldn't be like oh crap how are we going to pay our mortgage you know like you know because we had to figure out other things and it was a bumpy 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 road um there were so many things with the baltimore market that we didn't know and so even though i'm licensed in maryland i don't sell in baltimore my clients don't you know don't necessarily want to um, be in the baltimore area so i'm not as familiar with that particular area so okay. even though we were going there every weekend like trying to familiarize ourselves with the neighborhood neighborhoods we were not familiar with the process of actually like going to section eight and um finding contractors and you know finding people who weren't trying to rip you off and you know the, the distance between here and there was more significant than we thought. And we were always having to go in and like check up on people and a renovation that we thought was gonna take three months, I think took nine months. Really not because it needed that much work, but, but because we ended up using contractors who were from down here because we felt like we could trust them and we knew that they wouldn't be ripping us off. But, uh, but in hindsight, because they were coming from down here, they kind of had to fit our job in you know, when they could. And that extra mm -hmm. time is money when you're an investor. And we kind of had to learn that the hard way. We were fortunate though, one, um, a guy who we met when we were up there, he always was giving us access to his contractors, but me being skeptical, I was just like, oh, I don't know. A, is it too good to be true? And B, you know, I just didn't want to depend on him so much because I felt bad about doing so. But in hindsight, every single person who he gave us was on it. And now we use his contractors, you know, for everything. So, but it, it was a bumpy road, but now we finally do have a tenant in place and things are, you know, moving smoothly. Um, that check is in our account before the first of the month, praise God. So, you know, it's, it's definitely was a learning, um, a learning experience that we hope to replicate in our area in the future and then, you know, move on to bigger properties too. That is cool. That's cool. And that is definitely a, another stream of income that people should look into. So are you, are you guys looking to purchase any more properties? Have you, have you purchased any other properties thus far or are you just yeah, so our goal is um, 2021, we won't be looking to purchase anything else, but 2022, definitely we want to pull our resources together and 
come back to this area, um, partly because we have another business that we're getting ready to launch um, in a couple of weeks. So we have to, you know, conserve and reallocate priorities and such. But next year, we definitely want to um, invest in some additional real estate and we'll also have more capital to do so. Awesome. Uh-oh, for the next business. We don't want to. I'm about to say, right. if you can't tell us about it yet, don't don't, don't spoil things. <laughs> right. I, w- I was going to ask when I was like, maybe not. If she didn't go too far into yeah. it. I so, can tell you what it is, but um, but I can't tell you the name just yet. But Okay. But, but I can tell you what it is. Um, so my husband is actually, he and his uh, good friend are opening up another chiropractic office. So they're going to awesome. um, have a new office uh, very, very soon in the next three weeks. So I'll definitely tell you all about that. And yeah, you can come drop one by for the grand opening. Awesome. And this is going to be the second one, right? Yeah. Because they have one already. They do. They do. So what they did was um, they ended up selling that one and then they're going okay. into business and it'll just be the two of them. So super awesome. excited about that. And they're going to focus on um, the Caribbean market, the African market, Hispanic, you know, just really making sure that our communities can get the care that Love they it. need from people who look like us. Amazing. That is. So, I know. Oh, go ahead, G. So that means Stephanie's going to be on two shows. She's gonna be on Married to Medicine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and she's gonna be on uh million dollar real estate or whatever it's called. I know exactly. it's something like that. Oh. Million, million yes. dollar listing. That's what it is. That's million it. dollar listing. Yes. Yes. Mad at it. yes, indeed. We we do a um well, well, we still do. We just couldn't last year with the pandemic, but we do our friends giving. And was it year before last, 2019 or 20? What's this? 2021. So 2019, I think. Uh huh. Was that he? You was guys he? Ha- yeah, mm-hmm. you guys had did it. They did it at their house, and we went. And one person started was like started with with Steve, and he was doing like, was he like giving like cracking your? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm standing. I'm like, I don't know if I want y'all to crack my. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. And he did it, and oh my shit! I'm sure it felt good. I was so scared. He was like, just calm down. And he did. It was so fast. I was like, okay, but he ain't going to kill me. So (laughs) (laughs) it was amazing. And as my back had problems now, because I'm just yeah and you know what that was just like a small sample so when you come into the office you'll be able to lay down they have these um tables it kind of makes you feel like you're getting a massage so they have these rollers and it like just imagine like you know how when you go to the nail salon and the the rollers are like on your neck and all that stuff imagine that going all up and down your body and then you have the adjustment after that so it's it's cool so you'll you'll definitely have to come check it out yes i need to every every time i do something i'm like my back hurt they'll be like if you don't go do something you can bend the wrong way. I'm like, oh, <laughs> man, I hit that, I hit that, that 35 plus mark, and I'm telling you, man, everything yeah, started crackling. Everything mm-hmm. hurts. Mm-hmm. Can I be down it? Who song? Bust it. You can't do none of those challenges. No TikToks. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. You, you bust it in your seat. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you do a little. Okay, okay, okay. But you ain't getting down for real. Uh-uh. <laughs> You're not gonna get up. You fool around. The only thing you busting wide open is your pants if you eat too much. Yes. That COVID weight is real. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So, okay. So, okay. I, uh, sorry. Going back. Sorry, I was was having a moment. Look like like the children. Start over. (laughs) Slow down. (laughs) 
So I, I don't think you said it. I don't think. How long did it take you to get your um, license? So I went to, I want to say my Maryland license, I did that one first. And I did a two-week course. And then I studied for maybe another week or two until I felt comfortable. And then I took that. And then I, I made sure to do DC like right after. And I think I did DC maybe like within the next three to six months. And then I did Virginia maybe three to six months after that because I wanted to do it when the information was fresh and when I was already yeah. still like in a learning mode. Mm. Um, but it, it took a little time to make sure I knew all the information, but like I wanted to like really, really, really study. And the thing is when you take the test, cause I know a lot of people say, oh, I'll just be a real estate agent. I'll just get my license. It's not as easy as, as, as some people think. Like you really, really have to like buckle down and study just like you're studying for exams back in school because the terms that are used are not necessarily terms that you say on a regular basis. Yeah. And so, and also like the math, like real talk, like I had to stay after for, you know, <laughs> yeah, because math was never something that was like my, my strong suit. And so I made sure to like come to class and then afterwards I'll be like, hey, teacher, blah, blah, blah. Can you, you know, explain this problem to me? Like, I want to make sure I'm understanding because when you're there at that test, you don't want to have to take it multiple times. So yeah. you, you just really, really have to like hone in and, and study like you're really studying for like a legit exam. Right. Well, I guess I'm gonna scratch that off my list. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah. You can do it. I was I was good when you was like um a couple of weeks, and then when you said math and like a legit test, I was legit out. Oh my god! <laughs> but you want and you want to be able to be able to talk to your your clients and know what you're talking about. Right. So. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. to, yeah. So. That's good. I'll leave that up to you. I'll let you do the amazing job that you do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so for those that are listening or will listen when we drop the podcast this evening, because it's going to drop very soon tonight, um, what are the basis? So if somebody's interested in becoming a real estate agent, a realtor, I assume that that's the same thing. Um, what are the basic steps? We don't need to, they don't need to get into the nitty gritty. They can figure that part out. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, honestly, is just figuring out where you want to take it. I am an advocate for taking the classes in person. And now that things are opening up with COVID um, and some of the restrictions are being lifted, that is an option. But personally, I feel like taking it in person will allow you to have a better connection with your teacher. Because a lot of times when you take it online, you can't ask all those questions. So you may think there's something that's easy. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just learn that later on. Or, oh, I'll make a flashcard or, oh, whatever. But go in person wherever you can. Um, I there's a there's a I took it long in Foster but I know that there's a place in Clinton and she's a really good teacher too um it's the DS Real Estate Academy she's super super great and she will um you know just walk you through things but whatever you do just make sure to take the classes in person and don't try to rush through them so they offer them in like one week uh two week and then like longer stretches too take however much time you need to actually absorb the information versus just trying to like speed through it because that'll, you know, that may be difficult to figure out how you're going to pass the test, you know, if you just really yeah. crammed the information. And you are, you probably, for you, you had some prior knowledge because you, sh you shadowed your dad a lot. So mm -hmm. it was easier for you. We yes. probably, probably needed like a whole year, like a whole semester of school. One thing to know, uh -huh, like, uh -huh. the test is only like one part. And I think, 
people often think that, okay, I just got to pass the test and that's it. But really, like once you pass the test, that's when all the real stuff kicks in because there are a lot of fees that are associated with becoming an agent. There's um, fees that, you know, everybody got their money out. So you have fees to the main National Association of Realtors, then the state level Association of Realtors, the county level Association of Realtors, um, fees to get your like access card set up and you know all these other things so you can expect to spend a couple thousand dollars after you take your test right just to get started you have to invest in your investment you're an investment you yeah, used a cool. lot of fingers there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and in a couple thousand? That's yeah, a couple thousand. And then many of those fees are annual fees. So mm. that's why um, sometimes I've heard of people who say, oh, I want to get a, a license not necessarily to practice, but because I want to be more informed about what's going on or, oh, I want to, you know, understand more about real estate. Getting a license is not the way that you want to go to do that because it costs too much to yeah. get of education so yeah. just what i would say is um a take the classes in person and b make sure that you have your money saved up so that after you pass the test you'll be able to kind of go right into all the other expenses that will be incurred so is this your full-time job or do you have or is this your quote-unquote side hustle so i am dual career um, because I 100% am like real estate and I'm also 100% uh, social media manager. So I've set up my life in a way that I can do both because I have systems in place. I have like toolkits, I've got checklists, I've got you know, a transaction coordinator when I need one. Um, but I feel like once you determine, you can start out as a side hustle for sure. And then you can be dual career like I am. And But then once you want to start to elevate your brand a little bit more, then mm -hmm. you have to have that back system in place so that you can continue to elevate. So I think in the onset, you have to determine what you want to get out of it. So, hey, I just want to sell a couple houses to my friends every year. Okay. If that's the case, then, you know, maybe this is your side hustle. But you also have to keep in mind that people will the effort that you put out, people will see that. And so like yeah. the, the clients that you attract, whether or not you attract clients, whether or not your friends even want to work with you is all based on how they perceive how serious you take it. Yeah. So that's another reason why I say like, I, I definitely, I'm not like, it's not my side hustle because I got a whole lot <laughs> invested in it, but it, but I am dual career because I have systems in place so I can have these multiple streams. But right. with the, so, and that makes sense because from the way you're explaining all, all the different costs for the fees and the taking the classes, it that seems like a it seems like a whole lot of money just for you yeah. to have this for just selling a house here and a house there. That it doesn't seem worth it. A hundred percent. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I mean that's that's even before Gina, before you get to marketing expenses. So you know, yeah. that's just the license yeah. piece of it. But then you also have to take continuing education classes every um, every two years. And if you're licensed in multiple states, chances are those are going to overlap. So you're actually taking continuing education classes every year. And those come with a fee. And then there's the marketing expense, you know, whether it be on social media, whether it be on, you know, platforms like Zillow or whatever else, um, your photo shoots, your website, all that kind of stuff adds up. So it's imperative for you, like Rashawn said, if you want to get your return investment out, you really have to make a strategic 
plan of how you want your business to be structured so that it makes sense for you. Cause it's a lot of your time, you know, time and money. Right. Do, you, do you have to, I know a lot of realtors are connected to um, other like real estate companies. Mm-hmm. So when you become licensed, do you have to connect to like a long and foster or I don't know. You do. So um, initially, yes, you do have to affiliate with the brokerage, but after I think it's either two or three years, you can um, sit for your broker's license. So if you wanted to become a broker, that's addition, another, another license. And then you could technically start your own firm. Many people in the area don't just because um, it's not really necessary. You can still be your own brand and still um, be affiliated with a particular brokerage. So do you have any plans in the future to have your own brokerage? If you can say that, I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 I can say that. I have some NDAs out there. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't necessarily because where I am now, I really, really, really like it. I'm affiliated with Bennett Realty Solutions and my brokerage is black owned and I'm really proud of that. And I like that he preaches having multiple streams. So he's like a huge investor in the DMV area and he teaches his agents and also just you know, people in general about how to also build that generational wealth in in black and brown communities. And so I really like all the stuff that he teaches us to do. So I I really enjoy where I am now. And, you know, I don't have any immediate plans to uh, create my own brokerage. Awesome. I just want to say really quickly, I have seen a lot of the pictures because when I get on Instagram, I usually just scroll. And the pictures of the houses that you post are amazing oh thanks <laughs> you i don't know i don't know how you you know with 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 um like how you take the pictures if you're the one who's doing it but you make the houses and I, i'm sure they look just as amazing in person but like you make the houses look like oh i want because i think i even said it to you once i was like where is this <laughs> good lord <laughs> Thank you. And that's what I'm talking about, like the marketing, you know, all that kind of stuff takes takes some money. So you just have to, like you said, Rashawn, invest in yourself and invest in your brand. Yeah. And I think that's important. That's important with, you know, just wanting to start a business or having a business or whatever it is that, you know, people are out there doing for multiple streams of income is you have to invest in yourself. If you're not investing anything into your brand, which is you, then no one else is going to invest in it. So right. you got to put something in it. Yep, yep, yep. So within your journey through real estate, what has been some of the experiences that you've encountered? Like, and I know Stephanie, Stephanie has been our realtor uh, for quite some time. So I know for us, like going into somebody to a home and the person is there and it's like, uh, that was you kind of off or yeah. the house is real messy. And you're like, yeah. Okay. But what has been like your favorite experience, but then what has been like your least favorite like experience when it comes to when it's come to real estate? Um, I think I can. <laughs> One thing that's, I guess, in the least favorite category, <clears throat> I think sometimes um, clients don't always necessarily like respect your time mm-hmm. and therefore like because they're excited which you know everybody's excited but because they're excited they feel like you should exclusively like only 
take them to see a hundred houses. They have no clear goals of what they want to do. They have no, you know, their money is a little funny. Like, you know, yeah. everything is just a little. They want to see all of the, yeah. all of Prince George's County. And after they see that now, I want to see Virginia, but you really, exactly. really wanted to live in Southeast. So. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that's challenging sometimes. Um, and also kind of getting people to come to the realization of like, hey, I understand that you love what you saw on HGTV. However, in this area, that called <laughs> this. And so sometimes, you know, having that conversation, I feel like it's hard because I, I feel like I never want to bust people's, burst people's bubbles. And that, yeah. I feel like it's hard sometimes. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be the person who has to tell them like, uh, this is not they should know when they check their account. That's right. That's you know? But it makes you feel bad sometimes because I'm like, oh God, like, you know, I, I don't want to be the one who makes their dream of a particular style of home ownership feel like it's it's unattainable at this particular moment. So I, yeah. I didn't just think of it personally. Um, but that's <laughs> like, you got to be realistic. You can't yeah. expect a $500,000 house and all you got, all the bank is allowing you to have is two fifty. dollars I need you to work with that. This is what you're going but, and But that's what they, I think that's what a lot of people, their mindset is, well, the realtor should just make it happen. It's like, no, your finances should just make it happen. <laughs> that part, that part, that part, that part. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't change your finances. A hundred percent. I have that's no crazy. control over, over income, no control over that. I can share with you what's available on the market that fits, you know, fits within this price point and maybe we can adjust your criteria a bit. However, this is what it is. But sometimes when you get people who are super stubborn, then, it, you know, I take it personally because I'm like, God, I don't want them to think like I'm a bad agent because I can't find them. I can't, you know, it, that, that part is a little, a little challenging. Um, and I think the best thing is just the closing experience and knowing that people ultimately like we, we you know, went through some battles during the whole negotiation process, during the offer process. But then that day, they're so excited, so happy. And just being able to be a part of that experience and just knowing that, like, they'll be in something that they can build their own memories in and just, you know, just have access to tap into it if they want to do a HELOC and, you know, leverage that for other things. That is a, a great moment for me. Awesome. Okay. I, but I, okay. I will... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will say though, I know I'm an HGTV fan. <laughs> Shut up, Rayshawn. What a everybody is. Everybody with a Fox so, Five budget, right? <laughs> I don't got no money. No, no, a CW but, budget. Right? <laughs> hey, could I? Not you, Gina. Not you. Oh, okay. Okay. My bad. Okay. My apologies. I was getting ready. Right. You so side out me right now. So I'm sitting there. So. I know when we watch HGTV, we do we're like cussing at the screen all the time because it's like all you got is two fifty. Like we were watching um, House Hunters, and the guy, the the wife wanted to move to Woodbridge closer to her family, and the guy wanted to move to um, he was out here out in PG County, and he was like, uh, I I want to spend two fifty. She's like, I want to spend three fifty, and I'm like, well, if you spend a three fifty. You can't move to either place because Woodbridge ain't cheap. <laughs> At this point in time, neither is PG County, especially because they were in the part they were over here in um the Brandywine area. Uh you ain't getting nothing for 350 in Brandywine. They could go a little further up to Waldorf and they might get a whole they might get a <laughs> whole uh 
five acres and a mule if they go that baby. Way. And that's when those conversations get real tricky. And that's what the lady, that's what the realtor was doing. Because at, at this point in time, we're sitting in front of the screen like, you have, I need you to be realistic about what your money is, what your budget is. The realtor is saying, I'm about to give these people a whole rude awakening. I was like, see, that's right there. That's the PG County part of the realtor, right? Because everybody else is like, well, I don't think you have enough. She's like, look, I'm about to give you a rude awakening. And we were just <laughs> cracking up the whole time. But I was like, this is crazy how people think that these realtors are supposed to create miracles. If all you got is 450, then that's, that's all, all you have. All you. But it's also, I would add, and just, just from the experience, the realtor isn't your financial person. That's not the person that's telling you that this is what you can afford. The realtor gets the number after the fact. So your realtor doesn't necessarily know, oh, I make this amount of money. They don't know where your money is coming from. They just know at the end of the day that the, the, the financial company that we're working with said that you can only afford this. This is what I can't, which you gonna go out here and dance on the pole because then you got to prove where you got that money from. Right. I'll tell you that much. I <laughs> yeah. never danced on the pole, but I'm telling you, you, you cannot. But I thought I about it. People saying, since we got some little um friends, family members, I'll leave it as that. I know some folks that um try to figure out how they can get things without just realistically getting it the real way or the right way. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling them, like, it's no way. Go, you can make your go ahead and make your little pay stubs. That don't mean nothing because guess what? When you get Thank down to you. it, you don't have to prove further yeah. and further and further. I'm, yeah, it we're is, in the process not- now, and that's why I ain't never said. I'm like, I didn't get my, I didn't get my pay stub yet, man. Hold on. <laughs> you get, you get, you get. It becomes exhausting. It is. It is. It becomes very exhausting. People so are out there that's it. like, I can just, I can just, I can make it up. Some pay stubs, and I can just go out here and I can get me a house. And it's like, that's not how it works. That's how it works. And they don't realize, too, um, the bank is quick to do that uh, 4506T, that uh, request for your tax transcript. So you can mm-hmm. say what you want, they'll get it straight from the feds. So, yeah. yeah. So for somebody who is, um, somebody who might be thinking about purchasing a home in, in, in the near future, um, would, you suggest they seek you first or to seek the bank to see how much they have first? What I say is um, to in, in this area, you need between seven and 10% of the purchase price in order to buy a home. That's how much it's gonna cost, right? And if, um, if you're a first time home buyer, you may be able to get some grant money. So at the minimum, I'd say you still need about 5% of, of your purchase price. So whenever you feel like you've saved up 5% of whatever the range of homes you're looking at on Redfin, then that's when you reach out to me and then I can connect you with a lender who can actually walk you through what the process is mm-hmm. and go deeper into your finance because even if you have say the 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 cash available there may be a few things with your credit score with your payment history that you need to bring up to speed so for example um you could have a pretty decent credit score but maybe you've missed a couple payments on something the bank wants to see that you have a good payment history and that's they not playing (laughs) they want to know all of that can pay credit karma score none of that kind of stuff so You know, what I tell people is once they've kind of saved up a little bit of money, then let's have a conversation and then I can kind of assess where they are in their journey and then point them to a, a, a good resource. So whether it be the lender to go ahead and deep 
dig, dig deeper into the finances. As Rachel mentioned, I don't go into your finances. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, or if it's, you know, letting you know that, okay, continue to save and then let's reevaluate in three to six months, then we can do that. So for those people who are not very good at math, like me, she said like 5%. So if you are looking for something that's 250, 250,000 people, not $250, take two zeros off of the end and you got your answer, right? Wait, did I do that right? I was like, no. Yeah, no, I didn't do it right. Oh, shoot. You way oh, off. I did 10. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> so she got, she showed it. It was 12, 12, uh, and you 12, need 12,500. And so you need not, to be able to prove that you have that. People are surprised by that too, because I think um, the expectation is like, oh, okay, well, I'm paying X amount in rent. So therefore I can afford to pay X amount in your mortgage. And that's one step of it. That means, yes, you can afford that payment. However, there's the cost of entry and the cost of entry is that everybody wants some money. So the state, the yeah. county, the feds, everybody, you know, wants a piece of it. And that's what goes into those costs. So what are your goals in regards to real estate? What are your next goals? What are you hoping to accomplish in the near future in regards to real estate? I know you said, you know, you're going to be on million dollar listing and um, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to have to write the Bravo still again for the Housewives of PG County because they, they didn't answer yes. me the first time. I'm with it. Me and Andy going to be best friends and I will <laughs> continue to fight him and and hit him up on Instagram, but he needs because <laughs> the Real Housewives of Potomac, you're not really a housewife. <laughs> we'll get some none, real housewives. None of them are. No, none of them, they not, but they'll get some real housewives. Well, we, and they're going to see the, housewives. we are, they're going to see the real deal. We're not housewives, we got jobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we just going to take the house off. We just got to craft it. We just got to create it. And yeah, and you know, you know me and Daryl crazy, so they'll love it. Yeah, we, we got to do that. <laughs> you know, we all, we all the way. All. <laughs> um, I think my immediate goal, as I mentioned, I definitely want to transition to be a luxury agent, a luxury specialist. And then moving forward for our investment goals, I want to build a portfolio that allows me to have influence um, in our area where I can like create scholarships, create endowments for a buoy, like raise the profile of our HBCU, other things like that. And I feel like in order for me to do that, I need to have some additional wealth and power and influence to do that. So I'm going to use my real estate um, uh, streams to hopefully get me there when I hopefully to get me there. Awesome. So I'll go ahead. Jean. Why we always, we always do that. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. What is the longest out of the out of the the four years that you, that you've been really into the real estate, what is the longest, um, I guess, process? So if you have somebody who's who's ready to house house hunt, what is the longest process you've had? I can tell you the I can tell you the longest person. And, but no, no, it, no. Actually, you don't you know have somebody longer than that. Yeah, two years. Two years. Two years. Two years. Actually, let me go back. You ain't give them their pink slip. Three years, three years. Oh, um, so we'll say I two and a half to three years, just because. <clears throat> but they're under contract now, so sometimes. Wait, you still working? 
Yes, but, but, but it wasn't like constantly doing things the entire time, but it was, you know, starting the conversation, let's, you know, move forward, then, you know, perhaps let's put things on pause for a minute. Okay, I think I might be ready. Okay, you know, I may be a little nervous now. So it, it took some education, but they are under contract and they are excited and will be closing um, sometime this spring slash summer. So, you know, that's good. I think all situations are, are unique, but in most cases, most clients are maybe two months, you know, within the, within the time frame. If it's anything longer than that, then that's when we're like building a plan to figure out how to get you prepared for, for either home ownership or how to get you prepared to list your home. Wow. Two and a half years. Just it nice. took us almost, I think when we purchased our home it took us almost nine months but i also had to take a break because i had had the baby so what a first baby but yeah yeah, yeah. and i thought that was a long time mm -mm. i don't even think we took that long we was ready well i guess because we already knew because I, I had i guess it's the same kind of process with us because i had started out with mr gant before we got married and Mr. Gant was like amazing because he was like, I'm not putting you nowhere that I wouldn't put my own child. I and I was just like, about. you can put me over there by my mom. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Do you really want to <laughs> live by your mama? No. And then kind of stop, kind of put a pause on it because then me and Daryl, and then what yeah. we did, we allowed Daryl to My dad said, man. You, you, you going to marry her? Like, what's up? Yep. <laughs> Let him be the man and lead the way with the first house. And then I was like, all right, now we're going back to the Gantz because that's where I want to handle my stuff. And now he just let me be in charge. I just tell him what to do. So. And we appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> they sold us this wonderful abode that we live in now. In and their sold mansion. our previous, it is so not. So, and sold, so sold our previous homes. Yeah. They have a love. mansion. I mean, it's like love, 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 love. love. They and got like five bedrooms. Okay. So you're gonna have to wait until you see when Doctor Hill has to get on the damn ladder to put up the damn Christmas tree. Okay. Then you tell me whose house. Okay. <laughs> gotta... The damn Christmas tree is the size of the damn Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. Okay. What? <laughs> so, so let me explain. Amazing. So... <laughs> you cannot explain that, Stephanie. I'm sorry. You're amazing. I'm going with Stephanie goals. I'm no longer keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> keeping I up got with Stephanie goals. No, with the hills. <laughs> the hill goals. <laughs> Dang, Stephanie. Look, she can't even talk. <laughs> You're welcome to come by anytime. <laughs> exactly. I need I need to come by where I can see the him climbing on that ladder. Those are the she had posted, I she posted it that year. I'm gonna send you the Instagram post. <laughs> she posted it on her Instagram um, that year. I was like, oh what's she looking like? Um we had this uh 12 foot tree. We we ended up throwing it away this Christmas because <clears throat> it was just too much to put up. But we had to get up on the on the ladder to put it up. And then also like when you get up to the top, you know, to, to put it up there, but Man, give us up. Said a twelve foot ladder. You chop your you chop your tree in half. I got you got my tree. <laughs> I'll take the top half, <laughs> the bottom. 
And I love a big Christmas tree. I love a big full Christmas tree. Don't give me no little skinny little thing. I already got dirt. I don't need no skinny Christmas tree. (laughs) You won't have a Charlie Brown tree. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Exactly. I got dirt. That's enough. So how do you balance both? And I know you say you you answered this earlier, um, but how do you balance your career, your your social being a social media um, manager, um, real estate, being a wife, and what comes with being a wife is all of the project management for his businesses too. Because that part, that part, that exactly. Part. They mm-hmm. don't say it, but that's what we are, you know. But all of those other hats that you also have to wear, being a daughter and a sister and an auntie and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because women, we are amazing, as we said in our last episode, and we do everything. No shade to guys. When Father's Day come, we'll give you your props. However, it's no International mm-hmm. Men's Month. Um, so <laughs> that's March and every other right. month. That's it. They could they could create another month that doesn't really exist if they want one. So. But yeah, so how do you balance all of that? Um, honestly, it, it is hard. I'm not even gonna like. I'm not even gonna lie. Like it's hard because you always feel like you're not giving your attention to something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, either you're not you know, giving enough to this lane or like, oh man, like I, so being completely transparent, I don't cook, okay? So my grandfather's always on me. He's like- We don't either. Gina don't really cook. She order all her shit. Yeah. Girl does all the cooking in my house. <laughs> hey, yeah. it is what it is. We're like, the ones cool. running everything. You have to make adjustments. And that's why I'm like, okay, I, I know realistically like cooking isn't my thing, but to your point, I can order up some stuff, man. I can order some food like a pro. So, you know, figuring out how you can make adjustments there. And then the, the lucky thing, like Steven works a lot. So that is helpful in terms of me not feeling like, okay, well, oh, I'm yeah. away from the house so much that I'm, you know, like he's here and I'm not there. So that is really helpful that our schedules are similar and that we both work a lot. Um, but then aside from that, just trying to <clears throat> build systems. And that's why I started to really like hone in a little bit more on like, what do I need to do to make sure that I can have a little bit more balance. So whether it's like traveling, like pre-COVID, we love to go to LA like every couple of months because that was sort of our you need to release. check their LA trip on, on her Instagram too and see the uh how they thought somebody thought that they were celebrities because they had the car where the the, 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 the doors went up like that. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be right back, y'all. <laughs> so, like, trying to carve out some time too to enjoy things, but just no, just realizing that okay, like, if we're going to be sacrificing for these couple of years to really do whatever it's going to take to set ourselves up to be in a position where we can retire early, where we can have more time to let you know passive income come in, then that's what we got to do. So, just awesome. you know, realizing that it's okay if you're not perfect at everything. It just it just is what it is. Yeah. The best and keep pushing. You don't, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be a heel. <laughs> no. Girl, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know all of this about you, Stephanie. A Gantt heel. You got you got to put Mr. Gantt up in there. A Gantt. Yeah. My apologies. A Gantt heel. And a Gantt with two T's. Don't get it confused. Not the Gantt with one oh, T. It's oh, see, that, see, that's real fancy right there because most people... Regular people only got one tea. <laughs> right. The extra tea got some extra sauce on it. Yeah, See? exactly. <laughs> exactly. I did not know this about, why you ain't tell me, Rachel? I did, so I should have been hanging with her instead of you? Let me That's why you. I was hanging with her. No. <laughs> Helping you out. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm telling you, we the Gaps have had us in um, a, a whole lot of stuff. Circle K, Kiwanis Club, trying to get Daryl because I'm not in the HOA. I'm not about to do all of that. Yeah, I got enough for my She's so about that. So Gina, my parents live in the same neighborhood as Rayshawn. And so yeah, my mom is always like, okay, um, do you think Daryl will, will will like to be on the HOA? Because my mom's on the HOA board. I'm like, yeah, I think he would love it. Like mm-hmm. he's very like political. Really, yeah, he would like really enjoy but that. Does so. anybody want to listen to him? <laughs> but it's all elderly folks on there. So oh, they would really? love to have some. They would be entertained. And they need the fresh perspective. And he, you know he has a perspective on everything. Definitely has a perspective on everything. Now, a matter it. of if his perspectives are correct is a whole nother situation. But they'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different perspective. I'm looking forward to Daryl being on the HOA board. So, so actually, is who? So is he leaning towards it? He ain't gonna have no choice. I just signed him up. Oh, well, <laughs> oh, oh. well, there you go. Then. So yeah. So tell us, we have about 10 more minutes. So tell us about your other job, your other full-time, because you have two full-time jobs. So yeah. tell us about you as a, so are you, is a social media manager? Yes. So I manage um, social media for a federal agency. And in that role, right now I'm on a detail and um, we're working on a lot of coronavirus work. So a lot of it is like doing live streams with um, health leaders, making sure that people understand everything that's going on with like vaccines and just trying to get a lot of um, information out there that will keep people informed about everything that's going on. So it's, it's a very interesting job. And during this detail, it has absolutely been um, really challenging, even more so more challenging than usual, like balancing the two, because there's so much going on right now because, you know, COVID is the, the word of the day, you know. Um, but in that role, it's something I really enjoy. And prior to this detail, I, I managed social media for a research program um, with the federal government. And we, we work to help create health equity and just make sure that communities of color and also communities who have traditionally been left out of health research have access to it. And um, we're able to have better information that can eventually help to um, create you know, some additional treatments or, or other ways that we can help um, communities of color, minorities, um, women, et cetera, have better access to care. So it's, it's, it's definitely been a, an interesting journey and I really like it. And before, before, cause I didn't know you were in the federal government, but before that you were somewhat, you were in a private company at first, right? So when I first graduated, I was a government contractor and I used okay. to manage social media for EPA's Energy Star program. And then after oh, okay. that, I went to the postal service and there I did events management and and social media management and PR as well. And then I transferred over to HHS, Health and Human Services, and then now NIH. Oh, I don't know why I thought you were doing like um, marketing or something. I don't know. I don't know where I got that from. Or like advertising or something like that. I don't know where I got that from. It, it may have been what what the what I was actually like working on. Um, so kind of oh, like okay. when I was doing like the events management and you know some of that stuff. Oh, okay. So how has, or has it, how has your social, your role in social media management assisted you with your role as a realtor? Like how has that helped to connect the dots for you? Or, you know, you may learn something here that helped here or vice versa. Yeah, it's definitely helpful because 
right now, even before like it became popular to be, you know, online as an agent, like social media, especially because a lot of my clientele are millennials also, like that's where you go to communicate. That's how we communicate with each other. It's not like on the phone, it's, you know, either texting or, you know, via social, et cetera. So understanding how people like to be presented with information, how they like to communicate back and forth with one another and learning like what the latest trends are um, and getting that information during my, you know, my federal work, that's helpful because then I can transfer that to my real estate because when I say, okay, well, I know that Instagram is going to be rolling out this new feature. I can use that to highlight X, Y, and Z. Or I know that, you know, the research shows that, you know, millennials are on this channel, this channel, and this channel. Then when I go to, you know, have my next listing, I can tell them like, hey, if your demographic is X, Y, and Z, then I'm going to do some social ads on this platform. So it is definitely very helpful to have that background and understanding. Awesome. Interesting. Okay. Let's see. I think what time? Like this? Oh, we got five minutes. Well, yeah, we, we got five minutes to close. I always watch the time and I'll edit stuff, but I always watch the time because so, Instagram don't let us post if you go past your little hour or whatever they, they they don't let you post it so <laughs> i'm like how much time i had? And i tried it before i was like darn i was 30 seconds over and they were like nah even for 30 seconds wow. and, they, and it would have met like i couldn't even cut to be able to post it because it would have just didn't sound right so it, it would have been in the middle of something so but anyway so we are thankful that you have been able to join us this evening. So much I really, really appreciate it. And I love that you guys are out here, like, you know, sharing your own brand of everything, your own brand of knowledge. I just love that you guys are like really lively and it's awesome. I enjoy tuning in and I especially love tuning into your lives too. They're I really know. Fun. I know. We got, we, we're working, we're working on some, we're working on something. So we'll be able to hopefully, um, do going live go live a lot more often or at least have it scheduled out where we can go live um so yeah we're just gonna work with some people that can assist us with that because we're just not that's not where our knowledge just lies at clearly. it don't work for us we real special yeah. well, yeah, that, we got like twenty thousand things plugged up yeah, well, and still don't look right still can't hear us <laughs> live now has like the groups so you can go you can go live remotely in your group too so that would be helpful so if you oh, see, I need to talk to you about that really? yeah yeah it's a new feature um I guess you got to see if it's on your account but I'll, I'll send you some information okay awesome yeah because we got to figure this out when you when you deal with when you again heal and that she's an aka so that's right. she, she's an aka so but then there you go see she already knew what she was getting into <laughs> So thank you again. And like we said before, at the beginning of the podcast, it is Women's History Month still. Um, International Women's Day was what, a few weeks ago? Yeah, a few weeks ago at this I point. I think it was at the beginning ago. of the month or something like that. And so we're still honoring and um, just letting everybody know about the awesome women that are out here. Definitely Black Girl Magic. Um, and so we definitely thank you for those that want to follow you or should follow you on um, social media, what is your social media handle? Hill, H-I-L-L, Sells, S-E-L-L-S-D-M-V. Awesome. You see, you so see how she did a little shimmy on her show? <laughs> that's, that's fancy, that's rich people right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if you want to see some marvelous HT, HGTV type of homes, million dollar listing type of homes, definitely follow Stephanie's um, Instagram. If you just feel like you can afford it, just follow until you for sure that you can afford it. <laughs> and for all of our rich friends, be on the lookout when she gets her luxury certification. She can assist you with those million dollar homes wherever they are in PG County. I just want to be on the ride alone and just see the house because I can't afford it. Um. <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe no, I'll let you in the, in no, the No, no, you're going to speak it into existence. So yes, yes, you you will be able to afford what you want to afford. So yes, yeah. you will build your portfolio now to prepare yourself for the million dollar home that you are going to have. That is true. Although Mr. Walsh doesn't want us to move no time soon. <laughs> Maybe I'll just get a boat or something. I don't know. Oh, buy, buy, buy a beach house. Get a beach house. Yep, you get a vacation house. Yeah, beach, beach house. house. We need we need a vacation house. We need somewhere to go. Yeah. Definitely need that. So for all of our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure that you share our share the podcast with your friends, your friends, friends, and your friends, friends, friends. Um, follow us at Realities, and that's R A I A L I T I E S. The podcast will be posted now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. Um, and just make sure that you tune in with us next week as we celebrate women, more women or a woman rather. Um, and just, yeah, let us know if you, if you want to join us one week as well. We would love to have you guys. So thank you again, Steph. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Can't wait to see you.